Welcome to the Giant Ass Podcast. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick. It has been like 175 degrees in Sacramento over the last week, and I'm only slightly exaggerating there. So I've been spending a lot more time inside my house, and I have noticed again, anytime I am kind of forced to be home and be inside, it, the walls start closing in, and for me, it's I start seeing all the stuff, the clutter. So I started decluttering a little bit, started with the garage. The garage was the worst because of course you're seeing it every time you drive in and you drive out. So one afternoon I spent a few hours out there and it was disgusting. <laughs> it was so, so bad, but so, so satisfying when I was done. And I found it very calming to have cleaned out the garage. And science backs me up on that. Studies have actually proven that your cortisol, your stress hormone, lowers when you can feel positive about the space where you live. So sometimes the quickest way to a relaxed mind can be just decluttering something. I mean, it doesn't cost anything, so it's worth trying, right? So eliminating that unnecessary, unneeded stuff, organizing, it's good for your focus. And according to my friends at WebMD, it can actually be really good for your self-esteem as well. So if you have ever made your family members clearly I have, look and acknowledge and appreciate a cleaned out junk drawer, or in my case, the entire garage, you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, I basically had a parade in my garage with my family. <laughs> and to their credit, my husband commented multiple times that he really appreciated that I had cleaned out the garage. So it was very satisfying on multiple levels there. So today on the podcast, Kim Salisbury, the creator of Home Method Co., is back on the show. She is a professional organizer. And I challenge Kim to come up with five top areas in your home that you should organize first to de-stress. So these are her five go-tos that she knows after many, many years of doing this will make a person feel calmer very quickly. And then if you have a kid who's going to college like Kim does, I actually recorded a second episode with her with advice on how to get organized before your kid heads off to the dorm. She has some very specific ideas, but I put that in a separate episode because I know not everybody's in the college space um, like Kim is, but it's really good info. So that'll be in the next episode, and they're both publishing at the same time. On this time to ask, we'll go into how Kim actually became a professional organizer. She didn't go to school for this. The mental health benefits of decluttering your space, how negative space impacts your mood, the room you need vertical space in. I didn't even know what vertical space was. And the top five spaces we should declutter first. Here is Kim Salisbury on the Dying Desk Podcast. Have you ever wondered how did they do that? I do all the time. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and Dying to Ask is the podcast that gets me off a TV news set and into candid conversations with authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and influencers I have been dying to talk to. Soak up the motivation that comes from learning how other people live their lives, how they take an idea or a goal, they follow through, and they pull it off. And maybe along the way, I'll get some answers to questions you've been dying to ask. I'm excited to talk to you. I spent a lot of time on your social media, <laughs> looking for ideas and ways to calm my mind. And you know what's funny? I was thinking about it. I don't actually know how you became an organizer. 
Oh, well, um, that's a little bit of a long story, and I'll try to give you the nutshell version of it. Okay. I had been doing organizing on the side for years. I just didn't have a name for it. I didn't really know what it was. Our industry was so new. There wasn't really a name for it. I had a friend who was a producer for an HGTV show, and she asked me, if um, I would come and help her on a job in the city. And I said, oh yeah, sure. And she's like, so what do you do again? I'm like, oh, I'm a professional organizer. Like I just said it one day, you know, and I was like, oh, great. So they booked me for the job. We were gonna, we, everything, I was gonna be in the city twice a week working on this job. It was called like, I wanna say room crashers or something. Anyway, I can't remember the name of it, but I was working and um, I mean, I was getting ready to work on that show and we were really excited. And then right as it, right as I was very first gonna do the very first show, it. Uh, got canceled. <laughs> so the whole the show got canceled. <laughs> That's never television. Got but it's funny because I had put together a site to send to the producers because they needed to see it before we went on the show. And I was like, well, I've already got a site. I should just start a business. And I honestly, that is how, that's how it started almost gosh, 17 years ago now. So that's, that's really so how funny. it started. I thought I've been doing this anyway. I didn't really name it. And then suddenly, and when I started, I can tell you, no one knew what a professional organizer was. No one. Yeah. Absolutely no one had ever heard of it. It was, I was really one of the very first, I was one of the very first games in town, especially in this area. So um, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of funny to look back how long ago that was. And now our industry is, is so, is so booming and people really understand what we do and who we are and what we do. We're not housekeepers. We're, we're organizers. And, um, but I tell you, when I started, no one, no one had any idea what I was because doing. Because your, your background, your background's in psychology, isn't it? And then what you study at Cal Poly? It is. Yeah. Psychology is what my, what my degree is in. And it's funny because I use my psychology degree every single day because so <laughs> I'm much, sure you do. So much, so much what we I mean I didn't get my PhD and I'm not a therapist but I will tell you I feel like a therapist some days a lot of what we do is 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 counseling because when people are when you're trying to help people let things go it really it's so emotional it can be it's a very intimate experience with 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 clients so we work with clients and especially when it's one-on-one -on -one, when like if my team is in the other room doing other things, a lot of time what we'll do is I will just go into a room with a client and we will go through, um, you know, if someone has passed, we will work on their um, their room and they'll tell me all the stories of the clothes and, you know, all the things they've been hanging on to for all of these years and then we'll gently let them go. And so it really is a lot of people get stuck on not being able to to let things go, it, either if it's after someone's passing or just many years of things. A lot of people accumulate things from their parents that ends up in their house. So I we do a lot of talking things through when, when kids are growing up, you know, a lot of that, a lot of my counseling comes in with moms, honestly, when we're getting rid of the toys, because the toys can be really hard to let go of the books, the toys, the um, blankets. I'm not saying we're getting rid of them, but, you know, putting them away in a memory bin, putting it in the garage, so forth, deciding what of the broken plastic toys do we really need to keep. I know that you have memories that are attached to these, but what I, what we, what I say every day is I know you have the memories. These are the memories you'll always hold dear. You don't need the broken toy to remember that time. And if, and if you really feel strongly about it, we can take a photo of it and, um, and then we can let it go. So, yeah. So and you'll never look at the photo again. And then we'll never use it again. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of my job is therapy. So I feel like I did get to use my degree, which makes me happy. <laughs> oh, no, it makes total sense to me because I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like it's a little bit different for men and women. Is that true? Oh, it's very different for men and women. You know, that one of the things we mainly work with women, women are usually the ones that hire us. But I tell you, we, we, over the years, we have had men hire us. Absolutely. Um, whether it's my wife's clutter is driving me crazy. Please come in and fix her. 
which doesn't necessarily being a great situation because if you've ever gone into a home as with a team of organizers with a with a mom who doesn't want you there, it's not fun. So that has been a very very rare occurrence. But but men will men will call us as well. But basically, the difference between the men and women is when once we are there, even if the even if the even if the woman hires us, once we're there, either the men want absolutely nothing to do with the process and leave they leave the house and they come back and then they think we're the greatest thing in the world, but they don't want to be part of it. They don't want to see it. Or they have to be involved at every stage if we're touching their stuff, if we're in their office or their stuff. God forbid we touch their, that we, if, if, even if we consider even looking at their t-shirts from college, like just stand back because it's just, it is the number one thing that boys, that men hang on to is their t-shirts from college. So it's like they're living, it's like they're, that's their best time in their life. I guess, I don't, I don't know, but they cannot let those go. But um, it's very interesting that the dynamic, a lot of women are, are much easier, they're, they're much better at letting things go than men are. So today we're going to be talking about why organizing certain parts of your life will lower your stress level. Why is it that decluttering has that calming impact? Because on a really chaotic day, when I feel like life is out of control with the kids, with work, with the dog, with whatever, Mm -hmm. if I go and I clear out that kitchen junk drawer, I feel like I can do anything. Why? Because it gives you a, one, it gives you a sense of accomplishment. Two, that's a drawer that you're opening a hundred times a day. The kitchen junk drawer would be my number one. If you want to reduce your stress level right away, immediately, you open your kitchen junk drawer, take everything out, sort it, you know, clean it, like dust the drawer out. You, you go through it, you sort it into categories and you toss all the junk, all the broken pillow, you know, uh, not pillows, um, all the broken pencils, anything that you don't need, all of the junk, toss all of that, sort it, and then get the good organizers, put the, put the drawer organizers in there. So you're filling the whole entire drawer with the drawers, with the organizers. And then you're just putting back in the things that you need, the spare keys or, you know, the pens or the sticky notes or, you know, the reading glasses, whatever you're reaching for all the time. What that does is instead of instead of opening that drawer and digging through it all the time, all that does is make you more stressed. But if you can open up a drawer and everything is laid out exactly the way that it should be, you're going to reach it. You're going to get your glasses. You're going to shut the door. You're going to move on. It just brings your stress level down without even you realizing it. I will bring, once I've done it, I bring people like people, my people, my kids, my husband. I'm like, look, Oh yeah. Make everybody look at the drawer. I'm like, I need the best part. Oh, you have to. Oh, that's absolutely the best part because you're so proud of it. And not only that, you're like, don't mess with it. This is what it looks like now. Nobody mess this up. Nobody, nobody touch anything. Yeah. Yeah. Don't it's the bragging, anything. but also it's the don't touch it. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Don't mess okay. It up. So you, you've, you've got five spaces in the home to go through. The first one was actually the kitchen drunk junk mm-hmm. drawer. The second one is the entryway or whatever the drop zone is in your house. So this is when you come in from the garage, you walk in the front door and everybody drops that bag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Your entryway, your drop zone, whether it be in front of the front door, in front of the garage door, it is it's the very first thing that greets you when you walk in your door at the end of your day. So if you're coming in and people have come in behind you, I mean, ahead of you, and they're, you're tripping over their sports bags and you're dealing with backpacks and there's a mail on the floor. I mean, it's just going to 
make you stress the second you open the door. And that's the last thing you need. So we, what we do is we bring in systems. We create systems, whether it's a hall tree, whether it's a mudroom, maybe it's one table with one basket where the mail goes. This is where the keys hang. This is where the backpacks go. This is where the sports gear goes. It all, that's what we do all the time. It's one of the things that people call us the most about is the entryway because they're like, I just can't handle the chaos as soon as I walk in. Your house needs to rise up to meet you when you walk in. If it's just, if you, as soon as you open the door, whether it be the garage door or the front door, if it's just total chaos, then your stress that you're bringing in from the day is just continuing into the house. So yeah. if there's a place that where you walk in, you're like, I set my mail here, my keys go here, my backpack goes here, my briefcase goes here. You know, as long as you have a space, there's a system once you have a system, it will change everything. The third area is the pantry. That's another one of those like high traffic. Everybody's got their hands in it. Uh-huh. We are in the pantry. Junk drawer you're touching every day. The entryway you're dealing with every day in the pantry because you have to go get, go in and get the food. I, you know, I've talked about this a hundred times and I know people are probably tired of me talking about the pantry, but the best way to organize the pantry is to take every single thing out of the pantry, put it all on the kitchen counter, all on the kitchen table, take everything out of the packaging. It's the very first thing you do. And then you're going to sort into categories and then you're going to toss any and all expired food. So let all of that go. Once you have the right product, the right product is really important for a pantry, whether your pantry is a kitchen cupboard or it's a big walk-in pantry, or it's just one little section, you know, what, wherever it is, the product is going to be the most important. And that's going to be baskets and bins and everything you want to make sure you measure before you buy. But once everything is in the categories, and then you're going to put all the different categories together, put them back into the pantry label. You can see everything. We like to use a lot of acrylic in pantries so you can see right through. A lot of people use baskets for pantries and they're pretty, the wicker baskets. However, you can't necessarily see what's in them. And sometimes food will go bad in that sense. So the best thing that you can do is just sort it, sort it, sort it, everything out of the packaging and get everything on the shelves where you can see it and you can access it every day. Yeah. I see on a lot of the, I follow a lot of organizers on Instagram, mm -hmm. obviously leading with <laughs> you, but um, I see a lot of them and I've always thought, oh, it's really pretty, but it seems uh -huh. like there's also like a fiscal part of this where you save money when you're not wasting things too. Is that true? Oh my gosh. That is the number one thing that people, I, I would say people call us about the entryways all the time, but I would say overall, the number one thing that people call us about is pantry. So they want us to come in the pantry and it's because they say they're wasting so much money because they have stuff shoved in the back. They, they keep buying it over and over and over again. One time we did a pantry and I think there was six cases of 12, like cream of mushroom soup. But they didn't know, like they had so, I've never seen so much mushroom soup in my entire life, but they had no idea because it was a massive walk-in pantry. They just kept going to Costco, kept sitting stuff in there and they were all still in the boxes, right? So once you take everything out of the packaging, you can see exactly how many cans you have on the shelf. Right. So when you go into your pantry, once it's been organized, a lot of our clients will say, once we've come in, they take a picture of the pantry and they go to the store. That's all they need to do. They don't need to make a list because they can see that we have one ketchup left. We have, we need this. We're out of this because they they can see what's empty and what they need. So that has made a huge difference. And they have, everyone has said they saved so much money because you That's don't- That's actually buy. genius. You could take a picture of your fridge, take a picture of your pantry so that yep. when you're at the store wondering, do you need something? Yep, saves so much time. So That's much a really time. great. Idea. We organize fridges too. Sidebar. That's really fun. That'll make a whole that that can change your life to organize your fridge. I'll say that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. But I think okay. a lot of people don't think about that. But it's true. Yeah. Fourth spot is the bathroom, and I, I suppose the thing that we're most of us are guilty of is we've got too much stuff in there. And I know uh -huh. for me, I've got like seventeen different hair products. I use <laughs> one of them. 
Right. Well, yes, yeah. you put your on TV though. So you want to, you, your hair is always probably looking much better than any of the rest okay, of Okay. Well then maybe I need two, but I don't need 17. That's for sure. No, you don't need 17. It's funny because um, absolutely. It's the very first thing I say about bathrooms. It's very simple. You have too much product. You don't need it. That's really just my <laughs> mantra. And that's a very, talk about counseling, man. You really have to talk women through this one. And it really is, it's, it's tough love. We practice a lot of tough love every day. And a lot of that happens in the bathroom where I just pull it all out. And when they see how many shampoos they have, how many hair products, how much stuff they have in these drawers, in the cupboards, underneath the bathroom sinks is the number one place that stuff hides. Once all of that gets pulled out and light up, people are just in shock that they have so many products. So it's just as simple as you have too much stuff. You don't need it all. It really the, is. The fifth spot, and this is a big one, is mm -hmm. the garage. And this is, I mean, obviously it's physically big, but it also is an area that again, high travel, you are in and out of that all the time. Mm -hmm. Organizing your garage can literally change your life. I mean, it really can. If you are, especially if you're someone who pulls into the garage and then goes into their house, um, our garage is in the back of the, we, we don't, when we was, we just unfortunately have to park in the driveway, but, um, but if you're pulling into your driveway at the end of the day, it's, it's very similar. I mean, into your garage, it's very similar to the entryway, right? You're coming in and if, can you imagine like you're coming in from the day and then you open the garage door, you drive in and you're just surrounded by clutter. And that's very, very stress inducing. You do not want to see that. The, 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 First thing that you can do with the garage, it's it's very similar. As I think I said this earlier, it's the same, it's the same concept as a junk drawer, even though it's just one drawer or an entire garage. You open that door, you pull the cars out, you take every single thing out. Every single thing comes out of the garage. Everything comes off the walls. Everything gets come out, drives out into the driveway. And then you are putting, you have all of the shelving. So whether that shelving is our beautiful custom cabinets that we bring in or just the Home Depot shelves that we bring from the store, whatever you, you, whatever you bring in, you need to have shelving because if there's not shelving that makes sense, then everything just ends up on the floor. So once the shelving is in and everything is pulled out, you're sorting, you're tossing, you're categorizing, you're really being tough love with the garage. Do I really need this tent that has the hole in it? Like I don't, I don't need that anymore. Right. So all the camping stuff is together and all of the sports stuff is together. And, you know, we're getting, we're putting everything on the walls. You always want to use as much vertical space in your pantry. I mean, in your garage as you possibly can. So we're hanging things like we're hanging the ladders and the yard equipment, but we're also hanging strollers and we're hanging um, bikes and we're hanging, you know, skis and we're hanging and you name it and we can hang it on the wall. I tell you, there are these track systems that can hold up to like 600 pounds. They're crazy. Huh. So you're using all the vertical space, but you're also getting the right bins. And a lot of people like the solid, like dark pit. I don't want, I want to use clear bins. I want you to be able to see what's in there. So not only are all the bins labeled, but I still would like to be, to be able to see what's in those bins. And once that is, and then when you're doing the garage, you know, you're just doing the perimeter. So the middle of the garage is empty. So whether or not you pull cars in there, the negative space in the middle of the garage will make you feel like it's so much more organized. So if you're just using the, the walls around the edge for all of the shelving, and if everything is lined up and everything's labeled, it can change your life because you're going mm -hmm. in there like you want to get your bike out or you just need like a baseball for or you need your glove or you just whatever you need to be able to go grab out of the garage. You need to be able to walk in, know where it is, get it and move about your day instead of digging through stuff. I'm always amazed um, how many things like like suitcases you can accumulate. Like how many suitcases do you need? 
Not very many. I can tell you that, but I'll tell you, that's funny that you said that because a lot of people have a really hard time like letting go of suitcases too. We do deal with that quite a bit. I think we did one house recently. They had almost 20 suitcases and with four people in the family, I don't think it's necessary. However, you know, they did say, well, they go on trips and they bring a bunch of stuff. I mean, you know, so everybody, everybody will try to justify it. <laughs> that's, that's what they, <laughs> I'll tell you that right now, because that's what they do is that, you know, whenever, whatever I'm trying to do tough love, they will say, but, 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 and I'll say, okay, but, you know, did you really, do you really need to bring five suitcases on that trip? So um, yeah, it's suitcases there. They get, they get a little bit ratty too. You don't need them, but some people will keep suitcases for 30, 40 years, yeah. and, but you don't need that many suitcases. I mean, two per family member, plenty. That's what yeah. I think. It's mm -hmm. interesting. Um, when I have traveled for the Olympics and I'm gone for a month, I have a real limited number of things with me. It's like sure. literally just what I need. And I have always been amazed in the small space where I'm staying, how freeing it is to be able to see all the things that I have and nothing else. Exactly. Isn't that so true? You don't need all the other things. And that's what's so nice about travel too, is that you don't have all the stuff that's, you know, you're normally looking at around your life. And that's, it can, you can stay very organized when you're traveling because you're only, you're only using those particular things, even if, even, even as for, you know, the whole month, you know, that's all you're using, but yeah, you definitely don't need to keep, you definitely don't need to keep all those suitcases. You don't need that many. And nowadays it's so difficult to, you know, to check your luggage anyway. And so most of those suitcases that you're keeping probably should be carry-ons anyway. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's too expensive too, to check all that stuff. Uh -huh. So you just talked about vertical space in a garage. Uh -huh. The other concept that organizers will talk about is negative space. Can you explain uh -huh. what that is, how to achieve it and why it's such a powerful psychological trick on us? Absolutely. Well, you know, it's my very favorite topic. I mean, negative space <laughs> is absolutely my very favorite thing to talk about. I know you and I have talked about it in the past. It's my favorite thing. Negative space, basically, it, it means literally the, the lack of anything on, on a space. And so a kitchen counter is completely empty or a bathroom counter or a buffet or negative space on the walls. What negative space brings into organizing is a place for your eyes to rest. So when you're so when you're searching around for clutter and you're looking everywhere and there's clutter in every aspect of your every 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 area of your home or your space wherever you are if your eyes can just rest on a blank space whether it be a wall or a countertop or a bookcase or anything anything that's just blank that gives your eyes a place to rest and it brings your stress level down immediately it lowers mm -hmm. your blood pressure it's it's my favorite it's my favorite topic I've found for kids, especially kids who maybe um, have a hard time getting focused for schoolwork, uh -huh. if there is a lot of stuff out, it is hard for them sometimes to get organized or just to uh -huh. want to get started. And I've found that that has worked with my kids um, to like literally just pull all the toys away or pull the books, uh -huh. pull, pull the stuff and just give them a clear area. Uh -huh. You know, we talked about that a lot during the COVID, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, distance learning, remember? And so that was really important when we were setting up distance learning for kids that it had to be in an area of the house where there wasn't all, it wasn't, it can't be smack in the middle of their playroom. It has to be negative space. The desk, if the desk can be completely clear of clutter and it's only their laptop or their books or their papers or whatever they need, not like little Legos over here, or toys over there. And the same thing works for adults. Honestly, if you can keep your workspace neat and tidy and not just that but the negative space and I know we've talked and I could talk about this all day long but you know like within your workspace you know even for adults like all the papers and everything that you're working through the day if you can have like a bin or a drawer or a cupboard above you somewhere that at the end of your workday whether you're working at home or in an office space if all of that gets tidied and put away 
And then that way, especially as you walk past that desk or that work area in the evening, you're not seeing it out. You're just seeing the negative space. So once your work day is over or the desk, the school day is over, you can see the negative space throughout your evening. And then in the morning, you can pull all those papers and everything else back out. Now, that's very difficult concept for some people because they're like, no way am I going to do that every night? And I'm like, well, I'm telling you, if you do it, it'll change everything. So <laughs> I <Okay>, might. <laughs> One last question I want to ask you, what are the, the cleaning supplies that you swear by? Like, is it a, like Clorox wipes? Is it just paper towels? Like, what is it that you go into an area and you just like wipe the heck out of it with? Oh, gosh. Oh, well, um, since we're not, we're not cleaners person, you know, we're not, we're not housekeepers, we're organizers, but when we, when we do, when we do organize this space, I really like to use the natural products as much as I can. So if we are, if we are like wiping out a drawer or, um, I would say just the natural, whatever, I don't even have anything particular. Um, but you do like when you pull everything away, what a great opportunity mm -hmm. to just like wipe it down and make oh, sure absolutely. Nice oh, and yeah, fresh. absolutely. Yeah. Any of the, um, any of, any of the, as long as it's like a, a natural product and it's not too chemically, like, yes, we will spray the drawers, wipe out all the drawers. We actually have a little handheld vacuum that we'll use to vacuum out drawers. Um, whenever we're doing a garage, we will use the shop vac or brooms to dust the walls and all of that. So yeah, but as far as I don't even have any particular, like one particular brand that we use, but we always want to use the, the organic and the natural cleaning products. So there's not too much, too many chemicals, mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, whenever we're, whenever we're working in a kitchen, of course, when we're done with all the organizing, we're going to wipe all the counters down and yeah. the pantry always want to wipe the pantry shelves down. Whenever you pull things out, you clean the space. I shouldn't thank you for bringing that up. I should have mentioned yeah, that. I mean, like take advantage of it because you never yeah, know when it's exactly. going to happen again. Right. Exactly. And that's the same thing with refrigerators too. Cause when you clean, when we do, when we organize refrigerators, every single thing comes out, we clean the inside of the fridge. We, I just did that actually just did that yesterday in a client. Cause we were, we were packing a client for a cross-country move and so we had to empty the fridge and the fridge and then we just cleaned all that before we left because it's just you know just a little extra it's just a little extra nicety that we like to do when we're working in clients houses isn't a shop vac like the most satisfying thing you can have around the house <laughs> yeah it's fantastic we would be lost <laughs> shop back for garage especially when we do garages <laughs> well i feel i feel my stress level going down just talking about this stuff and oh. i haven't even started the organizing yet but kim thank oh, you so, so much bad. for joining us today these are some great suggestions what are some good ways for people to keep up with you well, we're on Instagram every day. So that's always really fun. Home Method Co on Instagram and we're on stories and posting reels and so forth. But my website is homemethodco.com. So that's where you'll find all the information and anything, our blogs and how to contact us, how to schedule an appointment, all of that. Everything. Your blogs are wonderful, by the way. I really enjoy oh, it. You have a great sense of humor you. while also helping people kind of get some control in their lives. Oh, thank you so much. If you have a college student, especially a freshman, don't miss the second episode with Kim. It is geared just for you. Dorms 101, what to bring, what not to bring, and some really good organization advice for families regarding some of the paperwork that probably you should have already sent into schools at this point. Also, some reminders about things like health insurance. If you have a moment, I'd love it if you could leave a rating or review on whatever podcast app you're listening to us right now. Literally, it takes a second to tap some stars on a podcast app. I mean, preferably five. <laughs> Rate a podcast and it really helps your favorite shows grow. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick. This is the Dying Task Podcast. We have fresh episodes every Friday.